Ladies and gentlemen, I was watching a very entertaining video of Bruce Springsteen's band performing You Never Can Tell. This was in 2013 in Germany. I was especially watching the right hand of the hotshot pianist, then the left hand, then all ten fingers moving in a blur that somehow adds up to music. If you had never seen this phenomenon before, you might say it's not possible for a human being to coordinate all these fast fingers, all those precise movements, all dictated by those mysterious notations we call sheet music, which came from Chuck Berry. Now these thoughts led to a little epiphany. Everything happening routinely in the music realm is a perfect analogy to a genuine, i.e. traditional, education. You start with learning the names of the notes in, in lots of almost childish instructions. For example, according to Charmaine Lee, L.I., her ultimate guide, place your right thumb on middle C. In piano we call this finger one. Next, place your index finger on the next white key, D. This is finger two. Place your remaining fingers on the other white keys etc., etc. End of quote. This may seem really boring. Most of us can barely stand to hear somebody going up and down the scales, but this is how everyone learns except for the occasional genius. It's also very much like learning to drive a car. There are simply basic things you need to know, but each day you will improve. Soon you are playing simple melodies on the piano or running errands with the car. Proper learning starts small and builds. That is the absolute rule. Throughout the so-called progressive educational movement, this absolute rule is continually trashed. For most children, you learn simple arithmetic and then you learn more difficult arithmetic. Simple, then difficult. You learn simple facts of history and then more history. George Washington is the first president of the United States. Such things are absolutely reliable landmarks. You build on them. You learn basic geography and how to read a map. The proper progression is easy to identify because this is the easy one. Only the progressive educators specialize in finding the difficult routes. By the fifth or sixth grade, children can engage in the basics of scholarship, critical thinking, and finding their answers to tough questions. In the beginning, whether music or academics, everything is the ugly sound of unconnected pieces. But very quickly, students have the satisfaction of mastery and really understanding how things work. Essential knowledge, then discipline, then practice, then more difficult pieces. You go through the same progression from the simple to the complex. Do you want to be a carpenter, musician, or expert in any endeavor? Begin with the smallest bits of knowledge master the easiest parts of the curriculum. Want to sabotage rookie pianists? Tell them not to bother with scales or similar trivia. Tell them they don't need to know the names of notes or any of that technical stuff. Just express yourself. You can see how easy it would be to retard a student's progress. Years might pass and the student still can't do anything remotely difficult. Reading is like all the other things on the curriculum. Phonics is learned much same way learning a piano is learned. They are remarkably parallel. In the beginning, phonics is confusing, just the way you were confused when you first put your fingers on piano keys. What do you tell the students? Trust the process. 
Hundreds of millions of people play the piano, millions more read books. Why shouldn't you be one of these lucky people? So you can see here why instruction starts with the simplest things that the student can easily understand and quickly master. This is how you give students the confidence to trust the process. Conversely, every aspect of new math, reform math, common core math, as with learning to read by sight words and all the other bogus things in our public schools, they all destroy confidence and make children abandon the project. Summarizing this podcast, here's the big picture. The education establishment does not improve teaching. It prevents the improvement of teaching. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S., my book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.